0: what's up confluencers welcome back to another exciting episode i hope all is well in your world and happy february to you i pray this month is filled with good vibes good news and fresh blessings it's all about love and black history for me i'm black 365 but this month it's a representation for the nation it's a lift. Every voice and sing kind of thing for me. I don't know if I've ever shared this with you, but I had a heredity test done so I can know exactly where I came from as in the slave trade. And listen, I knew I was a descendant of an African slave or slaves, but I thought in 400 years, the bloodline would get watered down, but nope. Mm-mm. Y'all, I am over 60% African, 48 being Nigerian and 15% being Kenyan. But the other percentage, you know, it's part of my history, is European. Now, I'm not giving any highlight to that, but that part of our history Um, That last percentage reminds me of the part that was robbed, stolen, and taken from us, from our culture to our original language to, you know, how we even tried to socialize. But, you know, some things do remain the same. Some things we still carried with us from the motherland all across that sea to over here, to various lands. And the cool thing about it is I can meet somebody from Arkansas or let's say Chicago or Oklahoma and we still know the same thing. That's how I know that it's carried with us from the motherland. One being, I remember when I had my son many years ago and for the Audi. So when you have a baby, his umbilical cord Kind of sticks out. And it does not matter if you could be from Texas. I'm telling you, it's like, oh, put a little silver dial on them and some tape. It don't matter. Like, where did y'all get that from? Is that a book of slave trade or, you know, what to dudes? But even how we cook greens, just how we cook, how we socialize, that family aspect, that hold down, that music, drums, you know, I'm Greek, stepping. That's how we communicate it. Like, Ah, man, listen, some things we just carried with us. I enjoyed getting my test results. I encourage you to do the same. It was fun and it was painless. So check that out. Then, of course, the self-advocate in me loves February because this is love month. And there's nothing greater than love. Love of yourself, love from your friends and family, and receiving genuine love from those that give a damn about you. So, I mean, I'm just accepting love. Who wants to give it? But not just in February, every day. I hope you had the opportunity to listen to last week's episode, Hype Thyself with Coach Bree of Reggie C Fitness. Here's my takeaway. When you can hype yourself, then you could turn around and hype that sis. Thank you, Brie, for sharing your testimony. In the world of confluence, let me say, are you ready to celebrate with me? My next project is done. I am releasing my ebook entitled Wait For It, Wait For It. Dick and a Headache. Sometimes that's all it is. That's the tagline. Dick and a Headache is scheduled to come out later on this month. Make sure you download your copy so we can have a great discussion about it. I am uber super excited about it. When I tell people the title, they literally do a double take. And I be like, yeah, that's what I said. I said what I said. But that's the point. It's a page turner. It's very relatable. And it has a setting that is very familiar. So please, when it comes out, download it. It's an ebook, And it's a quick read. Y'all, yeah, I'm just, I'm in this lab working. Since it's Black History Month, though, I thought, let me highlight some influencers that's been at this thing for a minute. For as long as people have been around, black people have been and shall always be influencers. No matter what you call it, trendsetter, originators, expert, guide, connoisseur, we've been on. Creating and cultivating experiences from the plantation to the fields. We knew remedies, hairstyles, entertainment, fashion, and food before it became a trend. When we turned that oxtail meat into a meal with rice and gravy, we were on to something. When we created the pyramid that still stands today, we were on to something. We've been known for making nothing and something grand. And then everybody else caught on. Listen, I say this with pride. My culture is lit. And my guest today is lit. She's been influencing before it was a popular trend word with Houston style. She is totally real, random, and relentless in her pursuit to stand out. Ladies of Confluence, let's welcome Totally Randy. Whoop, 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 whoop. Hey hey hey. Hey girl, hey. How you doing? Hey boo. <laughs> so sorry about that. Had a little bit of technical issues here. <laughs> Well, I thank you for figuring it out, so you could come on on. Oh yeah, definitely have to make have to make this. I love your spirit and I love your podcast. So, so how you been, girl? I I just been right. I I, I just been. I'm just trying to make it through this pandemic. That we're never um, gonna at such get out a time of. as this, right? <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like we're never gonna get out of it. I just I have. Absolutely no idea of I I seriously, I, I told my mom, I literally told her this today. I was like, I think somebody watched Perfect Sense and they were like, Yeah, that's a good idea. Let's go in the lab and let's make that. Like <laughs> because <laughs> it just, you know, some of this stuff just it just doesn't make sense, you know. Some people it's get it and they get really, sense. really sick. Yeah, and it's it's crazy. They tell you how you can get it and some people are, are doing exactly those things to get it, and they're not getting it. Some people are getting it. Some people are re-getting it. It's just crazy. So, yeah. Have you lost anybody? Have not personally lost anybody, but people that I'm close to have lost someone. You know, mm-hmm. I lost my grandmother right before COVID hit. When I met you last year, when we take the TV show, right because it was like a year remember it was in the air we didn't know it was that there was i think it was a a year ago today girl yeah you so, it was you're around right. that time yeah you're right it was around february you're so right um we we take we did tape dawn's show and it's it's crazy because uh they didn't shut down mardi gras and so i lost my best friend and he died at the end of march yeah Wow. And they knew. They wow. knew. And I I really think that there should be like in Louisiana there should be at least a class action suit that um that they can sue the government because they knew and they didn't shut it down. And so all of my friends end up getting sick, but um you know, he had asthma and so him being asthmatic, they sent him home with like pneumonia. He had COVID pneumonia and they sent him home and it just got worse. And so when he went back, he had to get put on the ventilator and, you know, he died. Wow. Well, my condolences to you, sis. Yeah, it, it's, it's been really tough. And we're coming up on a year of it and it's been really tough. But I could, I, I listen, don't get me to talking about COVID because I have, we can go all night. We can go all night. I can talk about how these raggedy jobs used COVID to get rid of people that, don't, that they don't like. People that intimidate them, how they use these jobs to get rid of half of their force so that they can stack more and drop more to the bottom line while they put more, you know, hard work on other people. Like it's so many stories out there, honestly, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. it's it's just absolutely ridiculous how people behaved during this pandemic. And you you got I really want somebody to to tackle COVID and education for me. (laughs) For me, it's just it's not making sense. Um, I watch Nora O'Donnell like I'm 60 years old. I have to every day. Um, and I just learned there there are some school districts that have not been back in a year right. since March. But however, I'm getting up each day going into a building. I, I work inside of a building. Right. And so, and you know, we have active cases. Yeah. But we have not shut down, you know. Um I, my kids are doing research projects on Black History because we Black 365, but we real Black Black Black. Right. Um. <laughs> during the month of February, and they couldn't even go to the library to check out books. I had to pull up the public library that's open, but the school library is closed. Kids are not getting hot lunches; they are being served in paper bags. Wow. So, like, m- mind you, mind you, sis. Some of these kids are eating already cold cuts and lunch meat for dinner. And you're getting that at the schoolhouse. And I'm like, what does cooking on a fire have to do with COVID? People's bodies still need to be nourished. Mm -hmm. So I'm with you, sis. I can go all day long. Yes, I I really want to do a blog called Teaching During Pandemics. And um and just pull teachers that have taught during the AIDS pandemic mm-hmm. or epidemic. Um, no, that was a pandemic because that affected the globe. Um, the crack pandemic, we, like, people call it an epidemic, but no, that affected the globe too. But we have lived through all of these. I have anyway, because I'm 42. So mm-hmm. I've seen many epidemics and many pandemics. And I'm like, I am just shocked that my anxiety it's just not through the roof. You know, right. right. Yeah. Yeah, I'm I'm with you. And then, you know, we're talking about they're talking about a vaccine. And I told my mom I was so angry. before these numbers came out, when it came to the races getting the vaccines, I already knew what the numbers were gonna look like. Like I definitely knew. And but before they came out, all you heard were Oh, black people are scared of the vaccine. Black people don't want to take the vaccine. Black people is equating the vaccine to Tuskegee, like they're you know, and yes, is there bias still going on today when it comes to black people and 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 the medical system? Yes, it is. We don't get proper care. Our women die during pregnancy. You know, black women die higher than any other mm-hmm. race. I personally feel like they put that narrative out there that black people are against this vaccine so that they can justify the numbers. And of course, the numbers come back and 60 percent of white people (laughs) have been given the vaccine. Uh, I believe it's 11 percent of uh, Latinos and Hispanics, 6 percent Asians. And who's at the bottom line? We are with 5 percent. And I, mm-hmm. I told my mom, I was like, I was so I'm so angry because I feel like the narrative was put out there so that when they come back with these numbers, they can justify and say, oh, well, black people didn't want to take the vaccine. You know, you've seen it all over all over social media. You've seen it all over the news. And I just don't think that that's I don't think that that's true, because there's not a one person in my circle that said they weren't taking a vaccine. Not a one person. And I don't care. What well, the other problem is people like. can't get in that's the other exactly. problem because, like, like you know yeah the, the other problem is that people can't get in the other big problem is that in order to register you need email addresses like let's be real like our community and culture, we're now starting to get acclimated to that digital platform life. So it's not that they don't want to. Right. And look how many kids didn't have a laptop at home to go to homeschool. Look how many black parents and and workers did not have laptops at home to take their work home. Like their, their job had to provide that for them. Like we don't have, and that's the thing I tell people all the time, there is no pulling yourself up by the bootstraps if you don't have shoes on. Oh, that's good oh that's good how can you pull yourself up by the bootstraps if you're walking around with no shoes don't talk to me like i listen (laughs) I (laughs) i get very passionate and angry about this kind of stuff because it's highly unjust you know and when people you know people try to come back with all these statistics and numbers and stuff who are creating the statistics who are creating the numbers like don't the talk to me I'm looking at, right, the media. You know I look, right. So don't talk to me like I just get but girl. Like I like I said we could we can go for days. We can go for days, Charlie, about this. It's uh it's crazy. It's so crazy. But what well, I listen, I I I love your transparency. I mean, what a way to come on to a podcast that is full of transparency. Well, we talk about your community is here. And here's the beautiful thing. We are not the only one that have questions. We are not the only one looking at things side eye with that eyebrow. up. You know, I'm like, "Mm." right. "Mm." So you just sharing your heart, honey. (laughs) And, you know, my culture, we're just a positive culture, but we are a passionate culture. So, and when we talk with passion, it's filled with conviction and power. So just thank you for your transparency. Of course, of course. We just jumped on to start talking. Tell everybody who you are and what you do. Definitely. Well, first of all, um, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode. And I really appreciate you so much for having me on um, your podcast. My name is Totally Randy. I am a media personality, um, which basically is media <laughs> but because of, <laughs> because of social media um it's media personality because there is a lifestyle that goes behind it so i'm i'm the same as you know on a on a smaller level as like your charlemagne's of the world or you know any other person that interviews celebrities interview businesses um basically we keep our eye to the street and tell people what's going on in the world um, i got started with houston style magazine Actually, I was I was on my own. I, I when I went through a horrible, horrible breakup. This is crazy. Uh, but that's how I actually started Totally Randy. It, it was a blog at first. I went through a horrible breakup and I was following my friend around Dom. He's still my friend. Um, he had a food blog and I was just taking pictures for him. And he was like, you are not a photographer. He was like, you're good at what you do. Don't get me wrong. You're a great photographer, like, taking pictures. But he was like, you just have too much personality to follow me around and be my photographer. I was like, all right, fine. Let me write for your blog. He was like, no, you need to start your own blog. And I thought he was being so mean at the time. <laughs> I was just like, what's wrong with you? Why are you being so mean to me? But um he didn't want me to hide behind him. He saw my life mm-hmm. and he wanted me to share it with the world. And I'm forever... Like, I I love him so much for that. Um, And we do, you know, at the time when he told me to start my own blog, we were kind of going to do the same thing. He didn't feel any type of way. He didn't feel like I was going to be competition. He didn't feel like, yeah, girl, just stay behind me. No, he didn't want me to hide behind him. He wanted me to get out and do my own thing. And so I did start Totally Randy um, because I was like, well, what am I going to talk about? I love food. I love, you know, at the time I had cut my hair. Um, You know, girls do that sometimes when they go through breakups. When they go through a bad breakup right. and yeah, I, I, I know, I'm yeah. sorry. I, yeah, I know. <laughs> I cut all my hair off. I was like, I'm going natural. And I cut all my hair off. And um, and yeah, and so I was like, I don't know what I'm going to do it. Should I talk about natural? Should I talk about this? And so he was like, do lifestyle. You know, talk about everything. You're so random. You're so random. All my friends were like, you're so random. And so that's how Totally Randy was born. It means totally random. And so... um. So I I started my blog and at the same time that I started my blog, you know, I was mostly doing natural hair because I was trying to figure out how to do mine because in the South back in 2012, um, there weren't a lot of people around me that was natural. People were definitely still getting perms. And so I did not know how to do my natural hair. So I was kind of like trying to dive into the community of natural hair. And and so uh, I wrote this article because Jay-Z had changed the way people use Uh, social media. He was on Twitter, and he was coming out with Magna Carta, Holy Grail. And before he dropped that album, he actually tweeted and allowed the world to interview him first. So He was answering people's tweets before he gave any press to real media, like, you know, the radio station, this and this and that. And it was really big at the time. Like, everybody was writing about it. The New York Times, Houston Chronicle, like, everybody was writing about it. And I waited until he finished. And I also um, had Twitter verify that that was actually him tweeting. And so I wrote my article. And Houston Style said, hey, uh, do you want to come, you know, to a Houston Style meeting? We love this. We're going to publish this. And I was like, sure, you know, And but at the same time, I was doing my own thing. Like he, Jay-Z knew what he was doing. Like, I love him. We're born in the same month, but he knew what he was doing because he had, um, he was going to drop Made in America, I believe in 2013, like a little bit later after he, you know, did this whole thing, he did Made in America. And so I had been talking to Budweiser about, you know, letting me come in as a blogger to cover that. And so, you know, me and Houston Style kind of just joined forces, and it's been incredible since then. Plus, just a side note, I got kicked out of the natural hair community. And what? Yes, ma'am. That's why my blo- That's why I was like, okay, well, let me not focus on natural hair. And as a matter okay. of fact, why they kick you out if you're rocking natural? Yeah. So the natural hair community at that time was very weird in the South. And I'm gonna say this, and I haven't said this to too many people or out loud, but they were very, very, very brainwashed. And so I did this, uh, Loving My Textures had like a showcase. And at the time, Matthew Knowles, Beyonce's dad, at, at their old like studio, he had, you know, would have people have events there. And so I actually joined forces with a lot of other natural hair girls. Um, shout out to Na- naturally gg i think natural gg naturally gg and then also i know lee she i met them all at this this studio where we were doing this loving my textures well the the lady that was over it they were like come to the place with your hair messed up we're going to take a before photo and we're going to take an after photo i was like okay cool i get there and they're like well we told you to mess your hair up i was like baby this is what what do you want? Like, this is how, this is it. It's messed up. This is how it looks. And they were like, you know, whispering, like, you know, what are we going to do with this? Like, well, in other words, I was too dark to have this type of curly hair. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. That was said to me by the, the hairdresser. She was like, and she said it in a nice way. She was like, well, you know, people, people with your skin tone typically don't have this type of hair. That tight kink, that tight kink. And, and mm-hmm. I was just like, you know, that's really weird for you to say because Black people in general have a plethora of different curl patterns and textures in their head. So, but but you're gotta, you got to think about what time we're in. We're at a time where not a lot of people were natural. You know, a lot of people were still heavy. Like there were a lot of people natural in the South, but perms were still taking over. So... I was just, I was kind of confused. So I said, okay, well, fine. Um, you can just straighten my hair with the, the new product you have coming out. And I'm okay with that. Girl, they put my hair in bantu knots. And I was like, well, are you guys going to take it down? Mm-mm, they left it like that. And I never told anybody that. I never told anyone um, that experience. But that that left a sour taste in my mouth. And I was like, oh, I'm out of the natural hair community oh no it was real bad i i I would get that a lot Well, you're well do you jerry curl it do you you have a curl kit on your hair well is it a texturizer baby this is my hair like it grows it's not that great it's really not that great like but when you see i guess when you see it like on when you see it and you touch it like i have noodle like even even now um i'm I'm gonna send a picture to you because i just defined my curls you know people say that i'm gonna send a picture to you but i haven't defined my curls like this in a while and that's because of that situation that i went through but when you see my hair it's really noodle like and so people always ask me like do i have a curl kit or something like that on it and i'm just like no but my hair's not that long i'm like why y'all but it was it was bad Because we have these stereotypes within our culture. We do. and We do. And it's like, that's what I brought you on to talk to you today because it's Black History Month. But I want to talk about the history of being an influencer Mm -hmm. and talk about your journey of being an influencer. But like, let's go back on a Black history Mm -hmm. tip. We have these colorisms within our own culture that if you're closer to the brown paper bag then you of course pass the test right. so you can't be dark skinned but have hair of the brown right. paper right. girl if that yes. makes sense yes. you know and it's like what well, well you with the slave house right. like you know what i mean it's like it does it, you know it's like the darker you are you know you a sweet little girl but the lighter you are you are a pretty girl and that's not always the right. truth you know that's something that bothers me when people say you're pretty for a dark skinned woman well first of all dark skin light skin caramel cocoa it don't matter I'm gonna be cute like I tell people my mama cute my dad are handsome so they couldn't have no choice but to That's right, cute, baby but that is such a derogative statement that bothers me that we say within our culture so i actually brought you on here to talk about the history of being an influencer and your journey yeah thank you thank you about that yeah i you know i hate we even gave it that much time but um but yeah uh and and, you know it kind of go hand in hand so that is a part of my journey when i think about it you know um i started off really going going hard at my craft like I was like he's right I've always been in speech and debate and drama um I got honors cord for drama when I graduated so I loved acting and and it's just something that's innate in me and I started when I was like 15 years old everywhere and you know everywhere I would go I would interview people I would talk to people and we went to California one time and um I told my mom she was like I gotta get Steve Harvey's autograph uh for for my sister. And so I said, okay, well, come on, let's go. We're going to go to his radio station. I'm 15. And I went to his right. Ra- we went to his radio station Went, you know, went up to the station. I think we rode the elevator with genuine. <laughs> and so, um, his manager came outside. Cause my mom was like, I'm so sorry. My daughter's always, you know, she's always doing this, always talking to people, but his manager came outside, met us, went back and told Steve, like, you got to meet this kid. And so, they brought us on to the set like we walked back there and we sat in on his set while he did his radio show and he was like my manager has never told me i had to meet somebody but he was like he told me i had to meet this kid and i he allowed me to interview him right then and there that was my first interview when i was 15 and and when i posted that picture of him and i he liked that photo when I posted that picture. Wow. Yeah, so I got my start, you know, I've kind of been in the game for a while. Like I tell people, I didn't just, I didn't just hop into media like that. I know I went through the breakup and that's, you know, how it started. But when I was 15, it's just, I've always been into this type of journalism, communications, media kind of thing. I've always been in this field. It's just that when, when, you know, when I went back home from 15 to, you know, 22 or whatever, I literally took a different journey, you know, and I left this part of me behind. And sometimes that's, that's, you know, it'll tell you your passion will sometimes come back and find you, even if you leave it.
1: Mm, Yeah, your passion, your
0: mission, your, your why it'll come back and find you. And so it just kind of led me back to this, you know, to this road. And, and when I joined Houston style, you know, it wasn't easy. You know there was a lot of people that were there. Uh, it, they were. I was almost three hundred pounds. I was like two hundred and seventy-five pounds at the time when I joined Houston Style. I had people tell me, "Oh, well, people are not going to watch your videos because they like seeing you know slim women on TV." And my videos got the most views. Like Francis, because why do you think that is? Why do you think? Well, that is? because it's not about how you look to me. It's about it's about mm-hmm. your talent. Are you talking? You know. Are yes. you talking and asking the right questions? Are, are the person that you're talking to are they engaged with you? You know, it's about your talent, and I and I study my craft. I'm not that person. Like I have an innate talent, like it, it's just in me, but I study my craft as well. You know, I look up the people and study the people that I'm talking to. I'll never forget uh, David and and uh, Tamala Mann came to Houston during Super Bowl weekend. And they were at the answer conference, and we were all supposed to be interviewing them. And so, um, when a- another young lady got up, you know, she had the look, she had the nice slim body, the nice booty, everything all pretty. She passed the paper bra- bag test. <laughs> <laughs> um, when she mm-hmm. got up to interview them, she called Tamila, Tamila. And she- wow. yes, <laughs> she called her Tamila. And Tamila looked at her, and she was like. You can literally Google my name and see how it's supposed to be pronounced. Like, I don't make those type of mistakes because before I interview anybody, I prepare myself by doing research. Interviewing is not about standing up and looking cute on camera. It's a. It's not even about no. you. It's about the person you're talking to. And so, um, oh yeah, like... Okay. I was like, okay, fine. Well, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna let that deter me, you know? And that's that's a part of that's a part of black history right there. I had a mother that that is darker than me, and she had a rainbow coalition of kids. My brother is light-skinned, because my dad, my dad is um is from Louisiana, and I hate when people say, Oh, y'all wanna talk about how your great-great-great-grandroach is this. Okay, well, my great-great-great-grandroach was Native American, and so what? My dad is Creole and so what? I, I don't walk around telling people that I'm mixed, but my family, there's a, sh- there's a plethora of, of shades in my family. And I love that about us because then my mom taught me, it's not about how you look. My younger sister is, is way lighter than me. She's born white. <laughs> like she literally like born white. She way lighter than the paper, brown paper bag. There's no Brown in her. Okay. So, but growing up with her and, and my brother and my mom, and then I have a baby sister that's that's really, really dark and we love her skin. Everybody that see, everybody that sees her is just like, oh my God, your skin. I even tell her, girl, just give me your skin. So we grew up really loving ourselves. And my mom said, never let anybody tell you no. Even if you're requesting something from somebody, that no means not right now. But if they don't hold the key to that door, their no means absolutely nothing. So- Absolutely. Yeah, so telling people, people telling me at style, like, oh, you you're, you know, people are not gonna watch your videos because you know you're too heavy and all of this other stuff. I was just like, oh, Okay, well, that's your opinion. And you know, interview after interview mm-hmm. after interview, uh, I had Francis saying, like, oh my goodness, like you your videos are getting watched the most. And you gotta work at, at being an info, like I I hate to say I'm an influencer, but I am because, you know, obviously I I get paid for, you know, ads and sponsorships and stuff like that. To me, that's just a way to monetize my talent. Um, But I'm a forever student. That's how I like to market myself. Because if you if you stop having the capability to learn, you failed at your craft. Like life is ever changing. But well, some people don't know how to find their crafts. So you figured yours out at an early age. I figured mine mm-hmm. out at an early age. What advice can you give somebody that's struggling? Like, do they need to look at themselves historically and say, okay, what have I been good at? So what advice can you give somebody that's like struggling to Definitely. find their craft? Uh, I would, I would say, I would say absolutely that. Look at yourself. Like, look at yourself and see two things. Number one, what you're good at, and number two, what makes you happy. So, if you're good at painting, but it doesn't make you happy, that's not it. If you're good at singing, Mm. but it doesn't make you happy, that's not it. If you're good at writing, and it makes you happy, that's it. You, gotta, you want those two things? Because mm. a lot of us, let's just be honest, Black people, we are multi-talented. Like, we, we are, lit. are. Do you hear me? We are lit. We were lit before lit right. was a pop culture right. word. Yes, we know how to make a mean pot of greens. We can sew a blanket. We can sing in a choir, then do the usher board first and third Sunday, and then, like, girl like I when I think about us overall we encompass so much we are and that's what I'm saying so so it's kind of I I get that I know it's hard to find your niche to find what you're good at to find your passion because we're so good at so many things a lot of us can sing and dance a lot of us are talented with art a lot of us are talented just look at you how you motivate people with your speech and like how you motivate young girls to love themselves and how you're like your confidence is so bold we're with everything for us we're really talented at a lot of things but we have to find what what we love to do coupled with what makes us happy you know like like you know what we're good at coupled mm. with what makes us happy and then that'll be your passion start putting putting effort behind that mm. and you might have to try it trial and error you have nothing but time and as long as you sit here and do nothing, you're wasting that time. So go ahead and start. Trial and error, start today. It doesn't have to be perfect, especially what we're in now. The days the days that we're in now, content does not have to be perfect. Nobody cares anymore. Nobody cares about a production, nobody cares about how it looks and that's hard for me to transition into that cuz I'm all about the beginning, the middle and the end. Nobody cares about that now. Just find your just put your content out. If, if it's art put your art out what does beginning and look because some people might say right what the hell what does beginning middle, beginning middle, end and look and like? looks like when i created a show called it's national day i created this show called it's national day uh in 2013 um the national day calendar was started in march of 2013 i created its national day the show in december of 2013 it is basically a show that highlights national days um, and it's the oldest National Day show on YouTube. Um, I believe it has over like 70,000 views or something like that. And when I created that show, I was like, I have to have an intro. And so me and my friend filmed an intro. Then I have to tell a story. That's the middle part of it. This is how we're highlighting the National Day. And then I have to have an out- outro with like, you know, rolling credits and stuff like that. It doesn't have to be perfect. To me, it had to look like a show. To me, it had to look like TV. But now, people don't even watch TV. They're streaming. They're on apps. They're on social media. So Mm -hmm. just put your content out. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be perfect anymore. Listen, I try. I, I have a calendar for social media. And people are like, man, your social media is lit. So let's talk about social media because you are definitely mm-hmm. an influencer. How has social media changed history-wise? Is it and is okay, it okay? So social media has changed. Um, f- oh, for the better. I wouldn't say for the better, but I wouldn't say for the worst. It, it's it's a it's a double-edged sword. Social mm-hmm. media is a double-edged sword because um, now you're fighting algorithms. Back in the day, yeah, yes. I yes. hate them. Okay, God but, but see, it's okay you life. can learn the algorithm. So <laughs> what a lot of people, well, a lot of people probably don't know this, but I am also, I do also have a digital marketing company called Ping Me Social because I am very great at social media. I, I am a part of that social media um, generation that started it. So I was on Facebook when you had to have a college email address. That's when I got on Facebook, 2005. Um, so you literally, you know, I've been, with social media at the beginning and i've seen it change and change and change but it's it is essential for business so if you're using social media for just regular everyday postings that's cool too but businesses small big or large you need to be on social media and the algorithms yes they change yes they you know really hurt your business sometimes but once you learn them it's easy. And you have to stay, you have to stay up on it. Again, I'm a forever learner. So always, 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 if you don't have Reddit, you need to get Reddit and start reading forums. Um, start reading, you know, go, go where the white people are. And I, this is going to be funny, but listen, I'm telling you, I'm telling you when, when Chris Tucker said, <laughs> when Chris Tucker said in rush hour, I believe it was rush hour too, when he said uh, follow the white money, It was either follow the white money or follow the rich white man. When he said that, that was so key. Go where the white people are. White people are going to tell you all day, every day, what moves to make. Because because they own it. They own all of this. Silicon Valley is owned by old white men. You know, all, all of this is owned by old white money. So go where the white people are. Go and read up on what's happening with social media what is instagram doing what have they changed what is facebook doing what have they changed and you'll learn that algorithm quick and you'll learn what they're trying to promote like right now instagram is trying to promote reels they are they're going to push you and they don't want mm-hmm. you they don't want you to create a reel and not put it on your timeline cuz i learned cuz i cuz see i did a trial and error when i saw that my 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 likes were kind of like dropping or um are uh-huh. I was gonna say, can you explain algorithm? Yeah, for of course. So the algorithm well. basically is is uh, Instagram. If you ever, if you haven't watched um, the social dilemma, go watch the social dilemma. An algorithm basically is how they dial up and dial dial down social social media. What happened was Instagram saw that these influencers and lifestyle bloggers and all these other people were getting money from brands when Instagram first started. Brands came to these influencers and they were like, we're going to pay you all this money to promote and get likes for us. Okay, Instagram was like, well, why not pay us? And they took the money away from those influencers by turning down and turning up the algorithm so they they put a stop on how many comments how many likes that they can get in a certain amount of time um, that you'll even see if you even go to some of my my igtvs it says one view but it's six comments so it's impossible to have one view on my my igtv with six comments that's impossible at least six people have viewed it but Instagram was like no we're gonna withhold. Um, views and and, and likes and stuff like that because their algorithm is like if you're not paying us like if you're not putting money into Instagram then we're not going to promote you we're only promoting people who is putting money back into Instagram but there are ways to get around that so I've noticed that Instagram rolled out with Reels okay Reels is like their version of TikTok they are promoting these Mm -hmm. Reels what they want you to do is put the Reel on your timeline if you put that reel on your timeline they'll promote you they'll put you on other people's explore pages i have had people screenshot me on their explore page and be like hey look who made it to my explore page because my reel goes on my timeline now i did a reel and i didn't put it on my timeline and i got 54 views that means not only did they drop it to the bottom but they didn't even show it to all of my followers i put a reel on my Mm -hmm. timeline And now all of a sudden it's like 2,500. You know what I mean? So it's like, I see that's how you learn like, oh, okay. Y'all want us to put this on our timeline. So at least once a week, we need to do a reel at least once a week. If you want to grow your social media, grow your engagement, you need to do a reel at least three times a week. And then you'll begin to grow because people will begin to organically see your reels because Instagram will start promoting them. It will, they will start putting it on people's explore pages, and then all of a sudden, you'll see, okay, if they like your content, people are going to come. Period. I just did a real with... Wow. Uh, I mean, it, it, it's, yeah. it's a study. Like, it's a study. People like, girl, you get up so early in the morning, like, well, in order for me to be at work on time with the real job, I got to do social media at a certain time and read mm-hmm. up on it and do this and make sure... It is like a science to this thing, and it is necessarily needed for you to. And I've seen the history change, like you said. Like used to be able to get like four hundred likes. Now you're like uh, blessed if you can get one fifty. You know, like you know, and consistent Mm -hmm. with your hashtags, and it's just so much that it it takes a lot. It's a lot of mental. Uh, preparation it goes into becoming an influencer or a social media hype. Yes, man. And, and I woman. will say this for our Black people, please start investing in your business. Please, if you can't do it and you don't have the time to do it and you have a little money set aside, please c- come and find somebody like me. Come and find a, a digital marketer and invest in your business and let them get you started. Let them do the work for you. As black people, there, there are two things I always say when it comes to business. Number one, we have horrible customer service. Horrible. Horrible. Mm. I, and I don't care what anybody says. Y'all don't like support. The customer service is trash. People are paying money to come to your business. You need to have exceptional customer service. Okay? Your customer, customer service needs to be on Chick-fil-A. Okay. Like, yeah, and that's how fairy had a little lamb. Okay, but also, number two, we do not invest. We always can do it, I can do it myself, I can do it myself. Yes, but guess what? That is, even though we're good at a lot of stuff, we're not experts in everything, and you need an expert sometimes. So, if you're if you have the money, you know, if you if your business is doing pretty well, if you can go out there and buy your red bottoms and buy your loom. And buy your, you know, pay pay fifteen hundred for your uh your maintenance on your on your bins. You need to go and put some of that money into an expert for your social media. It will uh, trust me. It will, it would work. Mm, I can't tell you good. how many times I have so many white people coming to me like, hey, can you do this for my social media? Okay, can you just consult and and do an analysis of, of my social media and tell me what I need to do? So many people come to me and they're all white they're all white and i'm like they take the money to invest in their business and we need to do the same like the the bins and the and the louis and and the red bottoms they're gonna come trust me the poochies and and the gucci's are it's gonna come trust me it's gonna come but take your time take your money in the beginning and invest in yourself and find experts to help you get your business up and running on social media That was good. That was damn good advice. Like, that was so good. Like, invest in yourself. You know, get you an expert. Like, because I, I mean, here's my story. When I first started off with this mm-hmm. art to life in 2014, I did my first website. Just mm-hmm. a true story. Okay? Did one of my my, my my website on my own. But every time I went to, and it was cute for 2014, mm-hmm. 2015. Okay? Real cute. <laughs> And then, girl, let's say fast forward to 2018, 19. You know, and when you grow, your level, yeah. your look should change. My, It was just, I, am, I could talk about myself. Can't nobody talk about me like I talk about myself. But it was just blah. It just, it was not, it didn't speak Charlie Marcole. It, it just, it spoke regular girl trying to make it. And I went on and hired someone to do a new logo to do a new website and i think that that was probably the best thing that i ever could have done from what my social media looks like i took that (laughs) that 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 stimulus that old that mr orange gay and i invested it back into me because I want, and I literally said, I want to be able to compete right. with the best. I am the best. I what I say, my content is fire. My is. content is dope. I'm heavy on content because I speak from experience. I want to be able to hang with the big girls, and and I, you're right. That's, I invested in to myself, is, and I'm. I'm it, you know, it's not a lot of people, Charlie, that can actually be that honest with themselves. You, you literally just, just spoke a word. You got to be honest with yourself. I know my, I stopped writing on my blog because it's, it's getting revamped as we speak, you know? Because again, like you said, I, I started off it looking one way. It was very, very horrible. I created it myself to my own website. It was very, very horrible. Um, and then I revamped it myself. But now I'm looking at my website like, mm, I kind of need somebody with better skills on website building. So mine's getting revamped too. But you have to be honest with yourself, you know, even even yes. my um, I just revamped my Instagram and I still have a look. I still have a little bit to work on because I'm working on my highlights and I'm getting ready to revamp those. But I even changed up my Instagram and was like, you know what? I need to change up what I'm putting um, here, um, because when people come to your Instagram, they're going to go to your profile. They're going to look everywhere. It's like it's like walking into your house. You know, your Instagram was like walking into your house. They're going to go to your profile. They're going to look at what you have for what you do. Are you a digital creator? Are you entrepreneur? You know what you have going on. They're going to look at your pictures and see what kind of, you know, what, what does your, your profile tells You know, what story does it tell? Are are you a media personality or are you just a girl taking pictures? And for a little bit, my Instagram was like, you, you know, just, my Instagram was yeah. totally selfie and, and was like, you know. I just kind of look like a girl taking pictures and I was like, oh, I need to change that up, you know, and I, I need to change up my aesthetic and how I post things and, you know, hide also hide stuff. So if you do stuff for people as an influencer um, after they, you know, after I fulfilled my contract, they, they pay me, I fulfill my contract. I archive that because people come to my profile and you're not paying me residuals. For people to be looking at your your post and po- and clicking on your post, you're not paying me for that. So I heart that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Good advice. Good advice. Because you are <laughs> a, a woman about your business and that is damn good advice because and I even said that too. like, OK, I noticed that I'm putting a lot of effort. And it's free advice. Like, okay, mm-hmm. that might have to shift going forward in 2020. You know what I mean? Because that takes a lot of time to create. Content takes time when you're trying to make it, you know, sound off and sound good and, you know, be effective. So I'm like, child, I, listen, cut it, cut it, cut it. And like you said, if yeah. I, that, that's a way to make money. And I think that we don't understand how to monopolize ourselves our businesses our social media i think we think influencer means a girl that's out out of my league and i've noticed that influencer anybody can be an influencer right and you know what when it comes to black people that you know and i'm glad you did bring bring me on for you know during black history month when it comes to black people they pay us less so don't you see how those be, I'm I'm sorry. I'm sorry to all my white friends out there and my white family because I have white people in my family. But you see how those white people band together and said, "Hold the line with Game Gamestop uh, game GameStop stock." They band together and they mm-hmm. destroyed some hedge funds. Okay, and they were like destroyed, right? destroyed. three like, million they, they band together <laughs> and was like, "Hold, hold, hold, hold." Like we have to do the same thing when it comes to influencing because what happens is if one of us get paid and and I'm going to try to tell this story really quickly black women back in the 90s and you know early 2000s we ran rap videos okay they weren't putting these foreigns and the kim kardashians in the videos yet it was black women what happened was the stripper right the, and that was the influencer mm-hmm. we're like oh <laughs> and the young girls were like oh we'll come do it for free. We'll come do, we'll come be in the video for free. We just want to be around y'all. We just want y'all to put us on. And what these rappers realized was oh we don't have to the pay them. And the value went down 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 down. Brands are doing the same thing to black women and black people in general. They are coming to us with these we'll pay you with jewelry. We'll pay you with makeup. We'll pay you in kind. No, you're gonna pay me with U.S. dollars. Mm. You're gonna pay me with whatever, whatever currency I'm, I, country I'm in at the time. That's what you're gonna pay me with. So if you're telling these people, "Yeah, I'll do it for free product," then that hurts everybody. Now, if you're new and you have like 200 followers and you're trying to get your blog off the ground, now you're gonna have to do some stuff for free. Everybody has to pay, you know, their price, right? Yeah. Like you you're Yeah, on. you're just coming on. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to do some stuff for free. Don't tell these people you 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 got to you charge a $500 and you don't even have 500 followers. But if you are and you've been in here for a while, start naming your price and start raising your price. As you grow, your price should grow. I just had a company reach out to me to uh this week on Monday and I responded to them on Tuesday and I haven't heard anything back yet, so I'm not going to say anything. But they asked me my price for a five to eight minute video. I told them my price is $1,000. You're going to give me a product. You want me to create a five to eight minute video on how to install this product, how to use this product, and how great this product is. My price is $1,000 for that. If you cannot pay my price, and that's cheap. Mm. These white people are charging way more a 5 to 8 minute video? Yeah. Right. They do more for less. Right. No, we do and more charging, for less. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. More for less work given. So, I'm like, you're you're not going to come to me yeah. and say, "Hey, we want a 5 to 8 minute video and we want you to put this out on all your platforms." And how you how much you think I should I hope you're not saying 250. I hope you're not saying 75. Do you know what it's like? I have to use makeup. I have to use lighting, electricity. I have to use my video equipment, be that if it's 4K on this iPhone or my Nikon. I have to download that. I have to edit it. I have to post it. I have to Mm -hmm. do analytics on it. Right. Create the word, find the hashtag. hashtag, And And I have to be the, the, you know, the person that's in the video. Like $1,000 is actually cheap you have it. And if you don't, you can find someone else to do your 5 to 8 minute video. And that's what I was saying, you have to be okay with that loss. You have to be okay with that loss to get what you ultimately deserve. You know. And I and I I'm not going to lie. I literally was kind of shortchanging myself now. I was charging and people were like, "Oh my goodness, that's pretty high." No, I was shortchanging myself last year because I was like, "Oh, it's COVID, it's not a lot going on." and there was this guy who um who reached out to me and he was like was going to pay me and and you know without saying the numbers it was in the hundreds to just post on on twitter and on facebook he was like hey i'm going to pay you this amount of money can you just post and i was like just a post for this amount normally <laughs> i'm creating a video or something a little 30 second video or something he was like no you don't have to create any content we just want you to post it and that taught me yeah that taught me to say it's you know what? To why haven't I raised my price why do I still have the same prices from 2013 2014 no I gotta raise my price so look, yes because now great. you know your value sis and, and know your value but also do the work don't just come in and, and be like oh I, I'm charging a thousand and and You haven't done any work. Like, I have put in work for years. I have have a portfolio of what I can do. I have a portfolio of what I can do. I have put in work for years. And I'm talking about as an influencer, this is ugly behind the scenes. When I did, a lot of people look at the um, National Capture Energy Cost Day, which is January 9th or 10th. I did that with Reliant. They looked at that and was like, oh, my God, that's so great. They didn't see me waking up in the morning, calling TXU Energy, calling all of these energy companies, emailing these people, following up with these people. Hey, I have this uh, National Day show and I would love to, you know, work with your company for, for National Cut Your Energy Day, uh, Cut Your Energy Cost Day. And the door slammed in my face. No, 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 no. Reliant. Hey, we do have a smart house. And Montrose, do, would you like to come film with us? Yes. Okay, now I'm up. Now I'm doing my own hair and makeup. Now now I'm I'm getting with my, my videographer. It's just me and him. Now I'm going through. I have to create the content. I have to talk. I have to be the personality. Now we have to edit. Now I have to put it out there and promote the video. You know, I have to keep it. Also, it's keeping rapport with these companies. Every, every year I send Reliant something. Every year. Like, it's hard. It's not easy. It's not waking up and saying, oh, I'm going to take a selfie today. It's you have to you have to wear so many hats, you know, and even like, you know, even when it comes to interviewing these celebrities, some people, some of these celebrities are nasty. They are nasty people like like just not nice at all. To where I just after the interview, do you want to take? No, I don't want a photo. Thank you. But, you know, I'll send y'all the link when the when it's posted like wow. some I've gotten stood up for interviews multiple times to where I had to tell the publicist I'm out. I'm not. I don't want to. Well, he say he's going to be. No, thank you. I hope, you know, love and hip hop Hollywood. I hope that works out for him. But I'm no, I don't want to I don't want to interview him anymore. And you come in and watch my stories, like you came and watch my stories. I guess to see, well, who's going to be interviewing me? Well, is she cute? And then nothing. I'm I'm sitting here on the Zoom waiting, nothing, three times, just nasty human beings. You know, it's it's hard. It's not an easy life. It's it's a tough life. But if you if you love it, and you're good at it, that's why I'm here. I love what I do. I have passion behind what I do you know totally Randy is is a vibe She's she's fun she's you know she's she's for families you know she does her little fun stuff and yes she drinks alcohol and stuff like that but she's PG 13 you know she's she's the fun loving mommy you know she's a great sister she's a great friend she's perfect she has a perfect world and you have to create that you know, so that people can people can really go to get something when people go to social media and they go to these influencers, they want to feel good. They want to be influenced to feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and so for me, when it comes to me, I put that out there. I don't cry on camera. My audience does not like that. Um, I am very much me. I share a lot of myself with, with my audience, but it's I'm going to be honest, and I'm probably giving it an exclusive because I've never said this. It's very surface level. Because if you, it is, it is. People don't know it. It's very, very, because I'm a private person. And unfortunately, unfortunately, in the world we live in now, I have had people like stalk me, um, be very weird on social media. I've had people show up at my house. It's been very kind of crazy. So, and and if if you hear this, uh, there's a story of an a, a influencer who got shot. She started singing. She was singing on YouTube. And then finally they kind of got like a record deal. And one of her followers came to her concert and shot her and killed her. And I've had some scares. I'm not going to lie. I've had some scares from some regular people that just, oh, I know where you live. Oh, I know where your brother live. Oh, I know your brother. Like they went, they, like stalked my social media befriended my brother and all of a sudden my brother was like hey do you know this person and I'm like mm, mm-mm. I don't know them and they come to find out they were a follower but they met up with my brother to hang out with him like it's just it's weird it's like it's weird so I don't I share a lot of what I do share with my audience it's real it is real me But it's surface level. I can't get really deep, deep because then I'm exposing and putting other people in danger. And I know a lot of people will be like, girl, don't nobody care about you totally, Randy. We don't even know who you are. And you're right. I can go into a grocery store. Don't nobody recognize me. But when people feel like they're your friends online, sometimes they move that into real life. And they will start befriending your family and weird, weird things. Like, I didn't know that girl that got shot. Okay, she was a YouTuber. I didn't know her. She could have walked right in my face, and I didn't recognize her. That didn't stop her from getting shot and dying. You probably have somebody right now obsessed with you. Like, (laughs) I hope not, because I'm so regular. Baby, I'm so regular. Baby, I'm so regular. I still to hell hope not. Nobody knows me. I am a regular girl you know, who's done some, some cool things, but I can go into the grocery store and nobody will recognize me and I'm okay with that. I'm, I don't, I don't want the fame of of being a media personality or being an influencer. I don't want the fame. I do it for the love of it. Right. But you never know. You never know. Like I'm serious. It has been some weird stuff happening. So I was like, okay. Well, if you notice, I stopped posting my son a lot on my social. But uh, you right, and like yeah. I don't, I share, but I don't share. I'm very careful and very calculated with what I share. I don't mind share, but you're right, people can go crazy. So tell everybody where they can find you, and you know can follow Aww, the journey thank you of so totally much. Um, You can find me at Totally Randy. That's R A N D I E. Literally everywhere. Um, add totally Randy everywhere, Instagram, Facebook, Snapchat, Twitter. It's the same handle and you guys should do that as well. Keep the same handle for all your businesses. That way people, it's easy for people to follow you, but come join the journey. I, you know, I did say that I'm very private and I am, but a lot of, whatever I tell you guys, trust me, it's real. I always keep it real. I always keep it 100. So, you know, come, come join us and be, let's be random together. I talk about everything from from your favorite celebrities to you know what I'm cooking for the for the week so yeah come join me and thank you so much for having me on your podcast this was so good I feel like I feel like I'm just sitting here talking to my no thank you for being (laughs) honest that's what I love about my podcast you know I have set questions but I try to do my interviews as if we were having girl talk so people can feel natural. You know, I hate to have those forced questions. And I hate people so tell me what's next. What's going? Like, whoo, if you just sit and listen, <laughs> let me let me talk. It'll come on out. You're let right. me, I gotta warm up. I'm like a oh, car. Gotta warm me up a little bit. <laughs> and I'll let you have it. Yeah, thank you. But I thank you wasn't that amazing thank you totally randy for being totally you that's what you call confluencer she is using her confidence and her influence to keep others in the know and she drops some gems and dimes we should be richer for it especially the part about the social media Ladies, please go like, follow, and join her journey. And thank you again, Randy. You know I'm here for it all. Well, that's it for me this week. Remember to be a contagious influence everywhere you go. Be blessed And a blessing to others. See you next week, confluencers. Oh, yeah. Be sure to check out the original Girlfriends podcast with my sister friend, Quay. You are in for a real treat. It is available on all podcast platforms. Check into your favorite girls next door. We keep it real OG over there. Peace out.